This is your podcast for all things refinishing. I'm Lane Ball with Zebras Before and After. Welcome to episode 203. There's so many different styles of buffets, um, you know, ranging from the very, very, very vintage ones to very ornate ones to more modern buffets. I just, I just feel like it's, it's just such a great piece of furniture. And I love, um, I, not only do I love having them and seeing them, um, I love working on them. I just think they're, they're fun. Zebra Review Judge Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture co-hosts this week and interviews all three winners from the November Zebra Review Contest category of buffets. Candy with Orchids True Blue, Karen with The Cozy Cottage, and Shelly with Basalt Mesa Studio. Shireen with Olive Street Design shares a few tips on her refinishing process. This week's question of the week, where do you sell most of your refinished pieces? Volume 2 is answered by our furniture refinishing friends Trish with Scarlet Bay Redesign. Gemma with Invigor and Kim with Sandy Downs. Amanda with Coastal Creations gives accolades to Ebony with Ebony Baston. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Listening, friends, we are getting close to celebrating the annual Golden Brush Awards. It is time to review all of your pieces for 2022 and see which pieces you want to enter in the 10 different categories. As a reminder, they are Best Artistic Close-Up, Best Clean and Classic, Best Dramatic Makeover, Best Farmhouse Style, Best MCM, Best Multicolored Piece, Best New Artist of 2022, Best Repurposed Piece, Best Restored Wood Unpainted, and Best Staging. This year, Fusion Mineral Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, and Sir Prep Sandy will be joining Zebra to offer incredible prizes. This year's international judging panel consists of Ashley Crew with Blue Ren Interiors from Australia, Chloe Kempster with Chloe Kempster Design from the UK, Fabby Brown with Blush and Ivy Design from the US, Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture from the US, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company from the US, Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott from Canada, and Lauren Schwachina with Portland Rose Studio from the U.S. You have the remaining month left to refinish a piece you were thinking about entering as well. All entries must be refinished between January 1st, 2022 through December 31st, 2022. Stay tuned for more details to come. Buffets have and will always be one of the most popular pieces of furniture to refinish, and they tend to be in a room that is the nucleus of the home, the dining room or kitchen. That is one reason why the Zebra Review judges chose buffets as the November Zebra Review category. Coming out of Thanksgiving, going into Christmas and New Year, there are lots of family and friends gathering. Today we get to chat with the three winners of the November Zebra Review Contest. We also have the pleasure of welcoming our Zebra Review featured judge for November, furniture refinishing expert, everyone's friend, Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Lane. How are you? I'm doing good. Listen, Jen, you are everywhere these days. And, you know, I say that as a compliment. You are a judge for the Zebra Review. You sit on the judging panel for the annual Zebra Golden Brush Awards. You are the host for the monthly themed contest, The Melange Project. You are known for your Furniture Thrift Thursday reels, as well as your beautiful furniture pieces you refinish. And that is all work mentions. I haven't mentioned your busy life as a wife and mother. Do you find it stressful or do you thoroughly enjoy all of that? I enjoy every second of it. I feel so incredibly lucky to do what I love and still be able to 
be here and be available for my family when they need me. So I just, I, every day I feel so lucky to be doing what I'm doing. So, yeah. So this month's category for the zebra review, as mentioned earlier, zebra buffets. I know buffets are a favorite of yours, Jen. Why is that? They are a favorite of mine because I feel like they are such functional pieces. I think it's a piece of furniture that everybody needs at least one in their home, if not two or three, like I have, um, because they're, <laughs> they're beautiful, first of all, um, but they're so functional. The, the storage aspect of it, um, the idea of being able to, you know, display um, your decor on top of them or use them in the traditional sense as, you know, being like, a buffet server for for food and and uh, you know get-togethers and things like mm-hmm. that. There's so many different styles of buffets, um, you know, ranging from the very 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 vintage ones to very ornate ones to more modern buffets. I just I just feel like it's it's just such a great piece of furniture, and I love. Um, I, not only do I love having them and seeing them. Um, I love working on them. I just think they're mm-hmm. they're fun. Yeah, they really are like a gathering piece, aren't they? I mean, they're always in a in a room, whether a, a big kitchen or you know a dining room or something like that, where always people people gather and enjoy one another. So that's kind of it's kind of neat. I really thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, this you know the zebra review changed from monthly themes to monthly categories. Are you enjoying the new direction? I really am. I think it's. Um, it's been a really nice, um, like a different direction to go because mm-hmm. I don't think that there's any other hashtags or, or groups out there doing something quite like this right now. And just to kind of have something a little bit different yeah. is fun for me as a judge, but I think it's probably also fun for the participants too, because, you know, you, when you come across that piece of furniture, maybe, maybe you've had a buffet sitting in your stash for a while and you haven't really known what to do with it, or maybe haven't had the motivation. And then all of a sudden um, a contest like this pops up and you think, Hey, maybe now is a good time. So I think that's, it's been really fun. Yeah. And I, you know, I've mentioned this before too, so not to be overly redundant, but one of the things I really like about this is that uh, folks are always looking for inspiration, whether the refinisher is looking for inspiration in a particular category or whether somebody's searching for a piece to buy. And I love the fact that people can type in zebra buffets and see a whole host of all kinds of buffets that were refinished in, in 2022. So, and that's going to be true as we get through, you know, months on end of all the different categories, you know, like zebra chests and zebra right. entry tables. So it's, it's really, it's going to be really cool. Talking about buffets, I think we're all excited to introduce our winners. Jen, would you do the honors and announce the winners? Okay. So we have our first place winner, Candy from Orchids True Blue. Second place went to Karen from the Cozy Cottage. And third place was Shelly at Basalt Mesa Studio. Wow, congratulations to all three of you. Well done. It's a lot of hard work, isn't it? But it's so nice to be rewarded by uh, your peers, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was really nice. 
Well, you know, this is the time of year when getting weather reports can be really interesting. <laughs> we are covering some ground here today uh, with all five of us. So we have Wisconsin, Illinois, Kentucky, Colorado, and North Carolina. So, Jen, let's start with you. Then we'll work our way around from uh, you to Candy, then Karen, then to Shelley. So what's, what's your weather report in Wisconsin? Well, right now it's pretty mild. I think it's maybe 35-ish. It's very cloudy and overcast, and we are bracing for snow that's supposed to be coming in the next day or two. I think they said, like, I don't my area said, like, three to five inches, but, you know, mm. something of up to eight. So, yeah, we're bracing for snow, which is okay right now because Christmas is coming. That's right. You want it white. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Candy, what about you? I think it's pretty much the same. Um, I'm not far from Wisconsin, so it's definitely cloudy, overcast, about 35 degrees. I really haven't checked the weather. Um, I've been really busy. I know there's a storm coming, but I'm not sure if it's going to hit us. Um, We're headed out to North Carolina next week. So, um, Oh, really? All right. How cool is that? Yeah, I look forward to it. I love North Carolina. Yeah, well, um, next week, you said next week, and I know this particular podcast will air uh, that week. So I'm just thinking, I haven't really looked that far. Well, hopefully you'll get some sunshine. Cause we, you know, do you know last year? Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was 70 degrees on Christmas. Wow. Isn't that crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you, you should bring different, uh, bring a variety of clothes cause it could be cold too. It's just so unpredictable. Okay. We'll do. Okay. So Karen in Kentucky, um, you got to break the mold of the 35 cloudy. What's going on in Kentucky? <laughs> well, it's 39 today and it's sunny, but um, like Jen says, that's mild. That's cold for us. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been we've we had rain all last week, so I'm just glad. Even if it's a little chillier here, um, we have sunshine because it was. It's just hard to get motivated when it's just rains for days. Yeah, yeah, rainy and gray. Yeah. Okay, okay, Shelley, Colorado. Um, it's uh, about 35 and cloudy. <laughs> No way. It's pretty chilly. We're expecting a little bit of snow. The mountains are supposed to get quite a bit of snow, but we we don't typically get a lot of snow down here in the valley. But yeah, it's uh it's pretty typical Colorado winter in the in the uh in the desert. So. Oh my. My goodness. Well, I didn't have any anticipation that we would all be hitting really close in temperatures. I'm probably the only one that's going to break out <laughs> slightly because we're at 42. However, it's gray here, so looks like, uh, Karen, you're the only one enjoying some sun today. Uh, hopefully that will change soon. And uh, so uh, that was fun. As you guys know, I always enjoy that. Well, um, we're eager to discuss your pieces, but before we do that, I just want to let our listeners know the flow of the show. Jen will ask a few questions of each of our winners about their pieces. Uh, of course, others may also comment and ask questions. Uh, as always, I will lob in one of my fun out of nowhere questions for each winner. Basically, these are questions that nothing have nothing to do with refinishing. Uh, by the way, each guest will receive a different question, so that means you can't think about what your answer will be ahead of time. That's all part of the fun. And we always have a good time with these. Really, the idea is to get to know each other a little bit better outside of just refinishing. So we'll enjoy those. And okay, so uh, for now, let's dive into the lovely award-winning pieces. Candy, you won first place with your Victorian buffet. Describe it for our listeners, and then Jim will ask you some questions. Okay, thank you. Yes. Um, so it's about a seven-foot 
long buffet with six long legs. Um, and it had a black wash kind of fade into an ombre with um, exposed grain. And then down to the feet, it got lighter and a nice creamy white at the bottom. Um, also had some new modern hardware, some decorative ornate like details in the front. Um, yeah, that was the buffet. Okay, Jen, ask her some questions. All right. Well, first, I just have to say, Candy, I, like you hit it out of the park with this buffet. As soon <laughs> as that buffet hit the feed, it was everywhere. People were sharing it. It was winning hashtags. I knew right away when I saw that piece that that was going to be one of my picks, one of my favorites. And I just love your work. I love how creative <laughs> you get with it. I love how you do your thing unapologetically. I love it. Um, so I guess, and I watched your stories. I know that you had some, you know, I don't want to say hiccups, but you had to change direction a little bit along the way, right? Like you had to do some um, molds and repairs on the legs, right? I did. Yeah. Um, this was a piece I had in my studio for over a year. And honestly, there was one of the legs that was chewed up. It was so chewed up at the bottom. Um, and it intimidated me <laughs> to do such a large repair. Um, so that's one of the reasons why this buffet wasn't done any sooner. Um, but I knew because I had to create a mold and cast one of the good legs and then um, I used Bondo to fill it in and fix it. I knew I had to partially paint this piece. Um, so that kind of helped change or set the tone mm -hmm. of how I was going to refinish this one. So that's the, that was the other question that I was going to ask. Once you did the repair, is that kind of um, what like you dictated know, your like design plan for it? If you follow me in my stories, I talk about like my process and what my plans potentially could be. But as I start working on a piece that's not a custom, which I love because it allows me that freedom, I often like have a plan and I do the exact opposite of mm -hmm. what I plan to do. Like I thought maybe I would start with like a darker color on the bottom and work my way up. Um, when I stripped this piece, which was in the end of September, the beginning of September, I don't remember exactly. I got a bunch of custom work and I had to kind of stop. But after I had stripped this piece, I knew that I wanted to showcase some of that grain in the front. But I didn't know how I would pull it all together because of the legs and there was some other places on um, the buffet, like the the two top drawers were a different type of wood so I wasn't sure whether I would do a, like a light wash or how I was going to blend it um, but honestly the time is what helped me mm -hmm. like I was able to kind of meditate on it gather like inspiration from other pieces I actually found a piece on the zebra buffets that really inspired me um, it was a piece by someone I wasn't following. I wrote her name down. Um, it was a piece that was blackwashed. Her name is Rebecca at the Woodlands Studio. 
Hmm. Um, she had blackwashed her buffet, but in some of the photographs, it looked like the lighting made it look like the bottom part was like super dark and, and burnt by embers or something. It was gorgeous. So just like a photograph, like inspired me, like, how can I incorporate that like poetic beauty? <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's how I describe things. Like some th- sometimes pieces of furniture can just be like breathtaking and poetic. And I'm like, I want, I want to find a way to, to do that in this piece. And I think that inspired me to do the, the dark and the black wash on the top and slowly fade into the light at the bottom. Well, you definitely achieved that goal. It was breathtaking. Um, what do you, what was the biggest challenge for you on this piece? Did it end up being repairing the leg or was it something else? Um, the leg was definitely a challenge to get started, but in the process, it was actually turned out to be fairly easy. Um, shipping, honestly, I'm shipping this piece. It's in route to Louisiana right now. And I am so anxious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, mm. I wish I could be there with the shipper, making sure that, you know, nothing happens to it. Yeah. So that's the hardest part. Um, I've just started that process in my my business. And I think that it's really been so wonderful having like local clients being able to meet them deliver the pieces see their space um but this one is going so far from me <laughs> like a baby going away off to college or something <laughs> yes yes I, I hear you i've only shipped a couple times and i i don't like it i just you lose control once it's out of your hands it's it's out right. of your control and i think the scary part about that is like when a customer comes to pick up a piece from my house, you know, at least it's in their hands. So it's like, yeah, it's out of my control, but it's in their hands, but you're putting it in, you know, a stranger's hands basically. So yeah, I get that. My last question then was going to be, has this piece sold? So obviously it has. Um, so I guess I'll tweak it a little bit and just ask you, did it sell quickly? Was the buyer like, you know, just, immediately like i need this piece do you know anything about where they're going to put it in their home things like that um thank you that was a great question um i had a few people reach out i sold this piece off of instagram to be honest i think that once it started you know kind of blowing up which was crazy um a lot of people reached out to me that wanted it Um, so it sold within a week, I believe. And I, I sold it to the first person that was willing to like, um, put a deposit down and, and work through all the kinks and wait and, you know, because it takes a while to, to ship a piece. Um, she is like a personal trainer and this piece is going Mm -hmm. to be hopefully the highlight of, um, a staging piece in her um, dining room for her Christmas party this year. Oh, mm. oh my gosh. I hope she gets it. This was the, I, I feel like I remember in your stories, was this the piece that you kind of had that nightmare shipper show up and then you had to change? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it was one before that. So the shipper that, that picked up this piece, 
he picked up both. So he's able to ship to New Mexico and Louisiana. Oh, perfect. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was not funny. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of a funny, crazy story. <laughs> but you definitely made the right decision on that one. So thank you. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. I really appreciate oh, Yeah, you're welcome. Beautiful job, Candy. Now, I, I just have to, um, before I ask your fun out of nowhere question, the backdrop that you have, mm-hmm. like, I, that is so beautiful. The the clouds, the just the drama that you have in that. And uh, it's amazing, though, how everything works there, too. I mean, it's like sometimes when you think about creating a backdrop that's not white or not just basic, that um, will everything work with it. But so far, everything you've done has worked really well with that backdrop, hasn't it? Thank you. Um, I think so. I, I purposely painted one side of the wall, like a lighter, some cooler, bluer tones, mm-hmm. like maybe the sky is opening up and it's, you know, blue skies in the distance. And then on the other side, it's dark and moody and winter. It feels like winter to me over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great idea. So you can alter where you position your furniture pieces uh, uh, based on the backdrop. That's cool. Uh, Here's my fun out of nowhere question for you, Candy. Um, If you had to spend New Year's Day with family in one of these places, where would it be? A, a cruise ship. B, a beautiful cottage at a ski resort in New Hampshire. C, a resort in Hawaii. Or D, Times Square in New York City. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> um, if I'm just thinking about me and what I would want <laughs> with my family there, not like they'll love all of them. Of course I would go to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, now have you been? No, I haven't. Yeah, no, I haven't I have... either. That, that's very appealing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I mean, the summer is my favorite time of the year. I, I need that sunshine and the sand in my feet. Yeah, well, that's where I'd be. Very good choice. Anybody else would choose a different location or would Hawaii be on your list as well? I'm right there with her. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Hawaii sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a group trip to Hawaii. Uh, That would be nice. (laughs) That would be a good zebra review prize. Hey, there you go. We're going to have to have a serious zebra crew team meeting on that one. (laughs) All right. Candy can be reached on Instagram at Orchids True Blue. And uh, congratulations again, Candy. Thank you so much. Well, next up is Karen with the Cozy Cottage. She won second place with her very unique buffet. Describe it for our listeners, Karen. And then Jim will ask you some questions as well. Sure. Um, I actually did a full refinish on, it's a 1940s mid-century modern buffet. Um, It was actually built by the person's grandfather um, back in the 40s. And I was kind of shocked she was selling it, but, you know, happy to receive it. So, Okay. Oh my gosh, Karen, that piece was another absolute stunner. I followed your stories with this buffet and... um, you this one gave you a run for your money right you had to refinish it a couple times right yes i sanded it back down three times so oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) what was the issue was it that like were you just finding spots that you missed or didn't look good or was it top coats what was the main problem it was 
um, the biggest issue was the stain colors. So I could not, I loved how the wood looked and I loved how the doors looked and I did not want to cover them with a dark stain. Um, and so the first stain I tried, it was like super orangey red and I, it was absolutely awful. So I sanded and I, I didn't just wow. do a test. This is actually the first piece that I fully refinished in state. Like I, I usually mm-hmm. paint. So, um, because it's very rare to find a piece that is in good enough condition that you don't have to put a ton of money into. But, um, so, you know, it was a new process for me. Um, I had, I'd done a gel stain before, but that's just a little bit different. Um, so I hated it. I sanded it completely back and then I started to do another stain and that one was too dark. And, and then finally from there, I just started testing stains and I think I tested like five different stains and, you know, I even talked to a lot of the, you know, our furniture refinishing friends on, you know, do you have an idea of what I can do? I think I talked to four different people and, um, you know, very reputable like folks that do refinishing almost completely as well. And I try to, I even tried just to do a poly, like gen, a general finishes. Um, they have a, a, like a sealer and I tried that and it just still, I, I did not like how it looked and I just had this vision in my head. Um, and so I finally ended up, I was like, I'm just going to try this black gel stain that I have from fusion and see if it does what I want. And I was shocked because, you know, after I tried five other ones, I ended up with a gel stain and, and that one was the one I went with, but yeah, it was beyond frustrating. <laughs> I'm like, why do I do this for fun? <laughs> right. Do you feel like, were you ever at the point with it that you were like, I'm going to paint it? Or did you, were you stuck on, nope, I'm, it's, a, it's a full refinish. I was torn because it's, it's a mid-century piece. And I mean, if you look at my work, I usually don't do mid-century um, pieces in general, just they're really hard to find. And if they are, you know, do they need to be refinished? That's the question. Um, and I, at first I was like, you know, I was torn between like, do I paint it black? And I know it'll sell quickly because my painted pieces sell usually quicker. Um, and then I was like, oh, or I could do a bare wood on it. But when I sanded it back to bare wood, it just, because it was mid-century, it didn't look right. So finally from there, I'm like, well, it's another sand down at this point. Um, <laughs> right. And so uh, it was beyond frustrating. But then I was like, well, I'm so, I'm so into it that I can't just like give up on it now. So. Right. I, I mean, I am so glad that you stuck it out, like just for a couple of reasons. One, so that we got to see it in all of its beauty. It's just, it's amazing. I've, I've never seen anything like it. So that's another thing that like really made it stand out and hearing that it's like a, a handmade piece. That's like, now it's like, Oh, okay. That's why I haven't seen anything like it. So, you know, it's, it's so unique, but also because even though it was frustrating for you, now you've learned something and mm-hmm. you know, you stuck it out, you did it. So it's like, you know, if I could do this, I could do anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, is I think people see these pretty pictures on Instagram and you know, it, it, it may be perceived that things like, I even look at other finishers and I'm like, how does she do that? And mm-hmm. I mean, everything, I feel like every piece is a learning experience. You, you think it's going to be, you think you're going to come in and it's going to be eat and I call it an easy piece, like a quick hitter. And then it just, I thought that one was going to be a pretty quick hitter. I was going to sand it down. I was going to restain it. I was going to seal it. I was going to be done. And 
it's just, it never goes like that in reality. And sometimes you don't see it. And that's why I tried to really story about it. Cause it was just like, I was at my wits end. I'm like, what do I do with this thing? But, um, right. you know, it, it, it worked out in the end. It just <laughs> took, you know, quadruple the time that I thought it would. So it's, that's, that's the honest to God's truth is that no matter how long you're doing something like this, you're constantly learning something new. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's just one of the beauties of what we do. Um, <clears throat> my last question for you, Karen, is, um, has this piece sold? And if so, what's the buyer like? Where is it going? All that good stuff. It, it actually has not sold. So it is, um, I do, you know, you, most people know I do work full time. So I do this, like I say on the side, but it's still like another full time job. So most of my furniture, I don't post, um, I don't ship because I've had a bad experience and it's just too much to deal with. So it is actually at a, a, a local shop. Um, and it's just waiting for the ride home. Um, it's in a, a friend's shop that's in Lexington, which is about an hour outside of Louisville, um, where the Kentucky Wildcats are, if you're familiar. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it is there. And I think it's just, you know, you, then you start to question like, Oh gosh, is it dead? Should I have done something different? And I think we've all done that, but I just think that it's the right buyer hasn't found it. It's huge. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's very different. And I try to tell myself this, like it, those pieces for me take longer, like a normal buffet, like that for me typically will sell quickly, but this one is just so different in my style as well that I'm trying to be okay that it hasn't sold yet. Um, So it is still available. Oh, good. Well, it it will definitely find the right home. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, second guess that for a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. It's all in due time. It uh, Somebody's going to see it, whether on Instagram or at that place, and uh, and uh, certainly purchase it. Sure, it's beautiful. The um, the round um, designs on the on the drawer on the doors are those. That, is that how you open them? Yes. Yeah. So there's like a key lock. So it actually has a key. Um, but yeah, you pull the handle that big. Yeah, that's so cool. I won't even say what I've called it. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's part of what makes this piece so unique as well. It's like the, the wood grain is just extraordinary. And then those round knobs, uh, which are wood mm-hmm. as well, uh, it just it works so well together. Very, very nice job. Well, Karen, here's my fun out of nowhere question for you. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could receive a year's supply of one sweet food item, which would it be? A, Skittles. B, fudge, C, ice cream, or D, chocolate chip cookies? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Definitely not Skittles. I thought you were going to say like Sour Patch Kids or something. I would say that. <laughs> um, ice cream, chocolate chip cookies, and what was the other one? Fudge. Gosh, I'm torn between the cookies and the ice cream. I'd probably go with ice cream. Really? Mm-hmm. I was hoping you'd go with the, so- I was going to say soft chocolate chip cookies. You just oh, can't be a soft it up chocolate on chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, those are, man, those are appealing. You put a plate of soft cho- chocolate chip cookies and they're very, very hard to resist. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so cool. Ice cream. Any, any type of uh, flavor that you lean toward on ice cream? There, there's actually one by Ben and Jerry's. It's Americone Dream. I don't know if anyone's mm. ever had it, but it's so good. Mm. 
That, uh, it sounds interesting. I, I, I'm more of a butter pecan uh, guy here. Mm. I just I love those pecans in there. You know, it's cool because the pecans sort of mellow out the sweetness of the of the ice cream. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a really cool balance. Does everybody else agree with Karen, or would you deviate from Karen's ice cream? Anybody a Skittles fan or fudge or chocolate chip cookies? Maybe cookies for me all the way. <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> uh, no deliberation for you on that one, is there? <laughs> No, never. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of, honestly, I'm not much of a sweet tooth. I like send me like a year's supply of potato chips or <laughs> pickles or something like that. <laughs> I would I would be down with potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those are hard to beat too. Well, beautiful job, Karen. Uh, Karen can be reached on Instagram at the Cozy Cottage KY. Congratulations. We're going to take a quick break now to hear from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Eliana with Why Not Redesign, and this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. Why do I use Zebra brushes? Well, they are extremely smooth and have 25% more filaments in each brush, which provides me with maximum pickup and release of paint. They also have a great variety of them. For example, I use the round because of its simple design and great coverage, but it's so much easier to get into rounded surfaces with it. The square is perfect for cutting into drawer sides and insets, and the Palm Pro fits so comfortably in the palm of my hand, which gives me more control for easier painting. They are also affordable and very accessible. You can find them at big box stores and at craft stores alike. So to me, zebra brushes are made for my hands and not the other way around, and that's why I love them. Thank you so much, Eliana, for sharing about your experience with zebra paintbrushes. We so value our customer friends. Okay, our third place winner is Shelly with Basalt Mesa Studio. Shelly's piece was a 1933 buffet. Shelly, describe it for our listeners, and then Jim will ask you some questions. Okay, so, um, yeah, it's a, like you said, a 1933 buffet. It's pine. I'm fairly certain. I'm not really great at identifying these wood types, but um, this piece was as white as any piece I've ever stripped down. And, uh, yeah, it's um, had a lot of nice details. My daughter and I found this piece when we were out. Um, at visiting a couple of local antique stores. And when we decided to buy it, it was in a little bit, you know, rough shape. It had been well used. Obviously, it had been used as a buffet. Um, we got it home and didn't even realize that there was that secret drawer. I don't know if it's secret, but the that silverware drawer was built into the bottom of the frame. And when you pull that out, it had that neat little compartmentalized area in it and that was kind of a nice fun feature to you know dress it up a bit make something special in the bottom of it when I refinished it and um the uh what was the other thing about that oh yeah when so when I I stripped this entire piece down my daughter wanted the entire piece to be stained and this is I think the first piece, I know Karen mentioned that, the first piece that she'd ever completely stained. And when I got this piece completely stripped down, the only thing that was really not nice to look at was those doors. And that 
veneer on those doors when I stripped it down turned a really mm, unfortunate gray color. And so there was also just a little bit of veneer damage. And what I did was just go ahead and repair those areas. And I used uh, Dark Horse to paint around the areas where um, I had to make the repairs. So that kind of blended in with the stain. I mixed a custom stain. It was, uh, what was that? Early American and special walnut and stained the entire piece in that. And you can kind of see throughout the piece, the varying tones that that produced. And except for those doors, I did have to add a, a third coat of stain on that of a different color with some red in it. And that seemed to bring it in line color wise with the rest of the piece and that was kind of an experimentation because like I said I I don't generally stain I do a lot of paint washes I do stain some but staining to me is is a real art it's real tricky to find the right tone to not turn everything too dark or too red or yeah to get a, a consistent if not you know, exact match, but a consistent look throughout an entire piece. And so that was the challenge on that piece. Um, the hardware, we replaced the hardware. I used um, my favorite hardware is those drop bulb uh, walnut knobs that I got from uh, House of Antique Hardware. And those are kind of my favorite. I think they're Eastlake uh, knobs, but they're beautiful. And they really, really were the finishing touch, like putting on a pair of earrings after you know you get all decked out it mm -hmm. just really pulled this piece together so that's kind of yeah the, the icing the cherry on top yeah sure. exactly yep oh my gosh Shelly this one you did this a while ago right it, it's not a super recent piece correct um no this I did oh my gosh it might have been so August September September November okay. it's it's yeah. not a, yeah it's a little more recent Okay. Okay. I just, I remember when I, when I first saw that before we even, you know, had the theme for zebra buffets, it, it, it was a standout for me. I'm pretty sure I shared it in my stories as soon as I saw it. And I was just going to say, I just, I think it, it's one of those pieces that it looks like it's just effortless. But then when I hear everything that you did to get it to look that way like that to me is like the true mark of a you know just an excellent furniture finisher it's when the piece itself looks effortless it looks beautiful but it truly is not it is a stunner thank you Jen I I really appreciate that yeah my my daughter it's sitting in her uh family room now and it just it looks so pretty in there and I was so happy that she kind of chose that look because I, I don't think I would have chosen that look on my own um, so it kind of really pushed me out of my comfort zone and I um, like you know the other artists on here <laughs> have mentioned you just kind of learn something and you just kind of from every piece and you you just make choices based on your design plan and sometimes you kind of really have to stretch to learn something new out of out of kind of what you're working with because as you know we all know that every single piece is is a different you know a different challenge and presents different uh, obstacles to maybe our easy yeah. design plan that we had originally planned 
Yeah, for sure. Um, one of my questions for you too was how did you decide, um, like which areas you wanted to paint versus which areas you, um, stained? Um, so the doors, um, are actually the only place there's paint. Well, the doors and the drawer front. So there was a little bit of veneer damage on the edge of the drawer of the drawer detail. And then also fortunately in the same area on both of the doors. So when I made those repairs, I thought, well, you know, I could stain those areas and then paint blend, which I've actually gotten pretty good at paint blending some veneer damage over stain or paint washes. But for this, it was just too significant and the, the paint blending just wouldn't have looked really good on there. So I just chose Melange's Dark Horse because I just really thought that color was a deep dark brown that just really lent itself well to that dark stain kind of warm look. And so I just was able to paint the areas um, where that veneer damage was and it. It just worked out that it was, you know, it stayed within the boundaries of where that uh, veneer pattern was. So that's kind of how I, I right. just kind of let the piece decide where to put the paint. Oh, I love that because it, it definitely looks like it's intentional. Like, like you looked at the piece and you were like, okay, this is where I want to paint and this is where I want to stain. So finding out that it really wasn't intentional where the piece kind of spoke for itself. I love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then again, I guess my last question and you kind of already answered it is, um, you know, did it sell and where is it? So now we know that it's with your daughter in her home. Was that the intention for this piece? Did she, did you, did you, you said you guys found it together. So was that the plan all along? Yes, actually that was the plan. Um, we were kind of looking for a piece of furniture for me to refinish for her birthday. And her and I had refinished a little console <clears throat> a couple of years ago and had put it in her family room as a TV console. But as soon as we saw this piece, the size of it, it's a little more petite. It's not as big as like a traditional buffet. This one's just a little smaller and she had like a little bit smaller area. So we just, we saw it and knew it was the right piece for that area. And so we nice. snapped it up and brought it home and found that special drawer and got excited about it. And that's how we ended up where we're at. <laughs> Yeah, you so, such a beautiful job. Thank you. I think it's really cool how you have one piece, and Jen sort of touched on this as well, but you've got one piece and you've got multiple tones in this one piece, um, and it just all mm -hmm. works so well. Okay, here is my fun out of nowhere question for you, Shelly. And you know what, Shelly? Because you're the last person that's being asked this question, I'm going to give you a choice. So you can either get a Christmas-related question or a New Year's-related question. Which do you prefer? Uh, how about New Year's? Okay. Well, you chose an easy one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> my gonna, answer is Hawaii and chocolate chips. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Christmas one was a little complex, uh, so it might have taken a little time to figure that one out. Okay, so if you could do something different in the new year, what would it be? A, learn a new skill. B, take a trip out of the country. C, relocate your residence. Or D, take a week off and do absolutely nothing. Oh, um, I would, A, learn a new skill. Um, there are a couple of things that uh, I would like to learn with furniture refinishing. 
I think I think I would like to improve my carpentry skills with uh, furniture repair. So mitering, I'm not very good at. Though I think that probably it would be related to that. I can't think of exactly what that would be right offhand, but but that would definitely be my choice. Wow, you know that says a lot. That's why these questions are so valuable. So you you probably don't rest a lot, do you? No, no. Who does, right? I mean, <laughs> I. <laughs> I try that, but I, I always get distracted. I'm always doing, you know, something I'll, I'll think, Oh, you know, I've, I've worked 12 hours. I'm going to go sit and watch some TV for a little bit. And then I'll, you know, I'll think about a thing and I'll hop up and go do that. And I, I always just feel better when I'm doing a project. If I'm not working on furniture, I'm, I'm working on some sort of like over the weekend here, I had a, a vanity mirror that was off of one of the vanity conversions I did. So I, Rather than sit and, you know, not do anything, we just, I hopped up and worked on that mirror and, and got that finished. So these, you know, smaller projects are always fun. That's just more satisfying to me than really doing nothing. Well, and I would imagine that this one that you chose, it's probably going to come to fruition because you're probably going to learn that new skill in the new year. Uh, so we'll have to check back in with you because if you yeah. said, yep. You know, if we'd said take a trip out of the country, that may have been a little bit more difficult um, unless you already had that planned. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> Would anybody else have gone for take a week off and do nothing? Mm, that's tempting. Maybe nothing <laughs> outside the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I could go a full week. Um, maybe a day or two, but I'm kind of like Shelly. I, I, I'll get bored. I, I like to do, I like to do stuff. I like to keep busy. So yeah. that doesn't really sound all that tempting to yeah. me. What about you, Karen? I, I have the same issue. Like I would just go out in the garage and start <laughs> doing things. <laughs> like I can't even want, I have a hard time even sitting and like watching a movie. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that's. I'm, I'm yeah, actually getting ready to have two too. weeks off of my full-time job. So I'm like, I cannot wait to just get a bunch done out and a bunch of pieces that I've just had sitting <laughs> on end in the garage. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think this is an interesting discovery among refinishers that, uh, maybe is what uh, makes this group and this community so unique because it, one of the things I think that amazes so many people is that many of you do have other jobs. And even if you don't have another job, you're busy with your home life and so many other things, yet you're able to turn out these incredible pieces that take a ton of work. So uh, that was cool. This question revealed a lot about refinishers. I'm glad I asked that question. I'm glad you chose the new year question because the other one was a little bit uh, a little bit different. So um, maybe we'll save that one for next year. <laughs> All right. All right. Shelly can be reached on Instagram at Basalt Mesa Studio underscore. Congratulations, Shelly. Thanks, Lane. Today's refinishing tip comes from Shireen with Olive Street Designs. Hi, this is Shireen with Olive Street Designs. I'd love to share some of my favorite tips and some of what I feel are the most important steps when refinishing furniture. No matter what kind of piece I'm refinishing, whether it's a dresser or buffet, nightstands, I go through the same process initially because prep is everything. Initially, I always stop, clean my piece. After I have cleaned my piece, I scuff sand everything, and then I go ahead and 
fill all of the big gaps and gashes and dents and things that I can. I do as much as I can from there. And then after I do another sand on top of all of the um, Bondo or wood filler or whatever it was that I used, I prime it. And I never skip priming. I know we have some all-in-one paints, uh, but I prefer to just put a coat, one or two coats of primer on every piece, um, even if I'm using an all-in-one paint. My tip from here, and one that I find really important, is after the primer, I do take a sanding sponge and usually a 220 or 320 grit and just lightly sand everything. There I do my final inspection. And for some reason, after you put the primer on and do this little scuff sand after, you can see any imperfections that you may have missed. It's the last and best opportunity to go ahead and fill those last little bits of dents or even some seams that may need caulking that you couldn't really see before, but once you get the primer on there, they stand out. So it's really the time to um, just get everything in order before you start putting that paint on. Just take the time, enjoy the process, and get it ready. Because we all know painting is the funnest part, but you really got to take the time and get everything ready. Thank you, Shireen, for sharing tips on your process. Today's question of the week is, where do you sell most of your pieces? Hey, Lane. My name is Gemma. I live in Cambridgeshire in the UK. My Instagram account is invigor, E-N underscore V-I-G-O-U-R. And I sell most of my pieces on Facebook Marketplace. Thanks. Hi, I'm Kim Williams, creator of Sammy Downs. I sell most of my furniture pieces on Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, and through my Etsy shop. When I first started out, I sold exclusively on Marketplace and OfferUp. But as my business grew, I decided to start selling and shipping nationally on Etsy. At this point, about 70% of my business comes from custom orders. And I obtain those clients through social media and through my Etsy shop. Hey everyone, this is Trish with Scarlet Bay Redesign. Currently, I sell most of my pieces out of my booth at The Painted Tree. I am located in Katy, Texas, which is just a suburb right outside of Houston. I also do um, Facebook Marketplace a lot too, but you know what? One of my goals for 2023 is to reach out to a couple different local boutiques in my area and see if I can kind of team up with them and showcase some of my pieces in their shops. So we'll see how that goes. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm a huge fan. Thanks, Trish, Gemma, and Kim. If you have a general question you'd like asked among your refinishing peers, send me an email at lane at enjoyzebra.com. If we answer your question on the podcast, you'll receive a free zebra paintbrush. Accolades is defined as an acknowledgement of merit. Welcome to one of our newer podcast segments called, well, Accolades. We wanted to give refinishers the opportunity to give accolades to their fellow refinishers that they admire for their extraordinary finishing skills and hard work. This week's accolades are given by Amanda with Coastal Creations. Hi there, it's Amanda here from Coastal Creations. I would love to give accolades to Ebony from the Ebony Baston account. Her account is always interesting and informative. She's constantly trying new things and isn't afraid to post her failures as well as her achievements. Ebony posts stories regularly with start to finish on her projects and talks people through what she's doing. She also isn't afraid to ask for help on her stories when she does get stuck, which I find refreshing. 
I think she's authentic and honest, which is what makes her accounts one of my favourites to follow. Ebony's furniture finishes are always of such high standard. Anyone can slap some paint on furniture and try to call themselves a furniture flipper, but Ebony's account is proof of the hard work that goes into each piece she's refinishing to achieve such a beautiful finish. Ebony was one of the first accounts I started following 18 months ago when I began my furniture flipping journey and I've learned so many tips and tricks from her regular posts and stories. Keep it up, Ebony. You have so many people loving your account. Thanks, Amanda and Accolades, Ebony. Thank you to all who participated in our 200th episode celebration giveaway. It's time to announce our winners. We will share the question, the answer, and then announce the winners. Our first question was for one winner, and it was, the four top countries that tune into our podcast are the US, the UK, Australia, and Canada. Which country is the fifth on the list? A, Sweden, B, Ireland, C, Germany, or D, New Zealand? And the answer is C, Germany. Our winner is Jill Shaw, and she will receive our amazing eight-piece holiday paintbrush kit. It comes with a round brush, square brush, triangle brush, two-inch palm pro trim, two-inch chisel brush, two-and-a-half-inch trim, two-inch palm pro top coat, and a three-inch top coat. Congratulations, Jill. Our second question was for three potential winners. The question was, how many total number of individual guests do you think we have had on the podcast from season one through season four? A, under 100, B, 101 to 200, C, 201 to 300, or D, 301 to 400? The answer is D, 301 to 400. Our three winners are Patty with Midlife Revival, Christine with Golden Touch Refurbishing, and Anna with Anosh Designs. Congratulations, Patty, Christine, and Anna. All three winners will each receive a new Zebra Open It. If you haven't seen these yet, you have to check them out on enjoyzebra.com. The Open It is the ultimate gadget. It opens, cuts, snips, and slices easily and safely. This month's Zebra Review Contest category for December is Entry Tables. Our featured judge is Katie Cloud with Katie and Company. She will be choosing her favorites and then sharing those with the remaining judges to then choose the top three. Those judges are Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture, Katie Scott with Salvage by Kay Scott, and Lauren Schwachino with Portland Rose Studio. In order to enter your refinished entry tables, you must use the hashtag ZebraEntryTables. You can enter any entry table you're finished in any style, any color from January 1st, 2022 through the end of this month, December 31st, 2022. A big thank you to this month's sponsors, Surf Prep Sanding, D. Lawless Hardware, The Real Milk Paint Company, and Zebra Paint Brushes. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to any of the judges or send me an email. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zebras Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. Today's episode, along with information about today's guest, is also featured on enjoyzebra.com under the podcast tab at the bottom. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share them by sending your emails to me at laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone.